0: So the title of today's homily is RCIA a new heart. RCIA a new heart. So RCIA is the rite of Christian initiation for adults for so that's for folks who maybe weren't baptized or were not baptized catholic and they felt called like our second reader today Lynn who was and she'd be converted to become a catholic cuz she kept digging and going to the source of it all. So I was playing around, you know, like uh, I like to play with words, so I was playing around with heart and start. So heart, if you take the H-E out of heart, he, God, then you get art, and we are the supreme art of God. We're the masterpiece of God, we're the pinnacle of creation. And then if you think about start and you put that in front of art, it's S-T, that means saint. So God wants us to be saints. So he works on the piece of art, and this art becomes a saint, amen? We're done. Let's go. (laughs) You can go now. No, you can't go now. You're just starting. I'm just starting. I've been a priest almost 26 and a half years, and I'm just starting. That's what's exciting. That's what gets me up out of bed in the morning. There's so much to learn. There's so many ways to expand, and you do a really good job of helping me do that, amen? Help me expand. Challenge me. In love, but challenge me. It's great. So, the he working on the art makes us a ST, makes us a saint, and that's the art of God. We are the masterpiece. How does this happen? So, how does someone want to become baptized? How does someone want to become Catholic? Rite of Christian initiation for adults. Well, it's just like Jesus. He came to earth, and people were just so intrigued by him, but they were scared because of the power that he had and the authority of his teaching. So they were really drawn to him, but at the same time terrified, fascinating and terrified at the same time, but said, you know what, I've never found this before, I've never had this kind of power and authority, and I want to inquire about that. I want to know more. Where did that person get this? Where did St. Paul get all his power to give us half of the gospel when he was killing the people that were worshiping that same christ so the first part of our study is inquiry or pre-catechumen or evangelization second part's the catechumen third part's the purification and enlightenment praying against the evil one inviting christ to come in our lives and then the fourth part pay attention campers fourth part is mr goji that means the mystery That never ends. The mystery never ends. God will never be depleted. And that's what our Catholic faith so beautifully and powerfully celebrates through the rites and the rituals and the sacraments. It is awesome. It truly is awesome if we continue to grow and come before this. The bishops I wanted to change R-C-I-A to O-C-I-A which means the order of Christian initiation for adults. And there were semantic things about that because the right is kind of like you're at fixed times and then you complete the right, you know? Okay, I've completed the right, I'm Catholic. I got my card, I'm card carrying Catholic. I don't care. What are you doing to grow? It is proven and it's shown those, those who become Catholic, a year later, half of them aren't coming to church. Houston, we have a problem. That's not the way it's meant to be. This is our vessel for salvation, the church. We don't have the church. We don't have the Bible. We don't have an understanding of God, his revelation, who God is. We don't have the sacraments. We don't have the wisdom. So right stops, and it's like it's completed. You got it explained. You know what explained means, the etymology of explained? Flattening. Flattening. It becomes boring, it becomes dead. What's your heart like now? Is it flatlining? Is it bored? Is it dead? Are you more than excited to get here on Sunday morning and say, this is where it's happening. This is the juice. This is the power. This is the energy of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that lives and reigns forever and ever. He just wants to share it with me. That's what he has for me. Are you dull to it? Are you bored to it? Where's your heart? This is what this all is about, a new heart, a new start. And saints are these sanctimonious, holy people that think they're better than others. They are joyful, serving people, and they want them to be in the same place that they are. Amen? We're called to be saints, these kind of saints, not self-righteous, judgmental, I'm better than you, but I'm here to serve and I'm here to understand you and lift you up in the power that we call Jesus Christ, whereas order, order of Christian initiation for adults, That's not uh, based on fixed checkpoints of the sacraments of initiation. So it allows people to come in at any time to this process to become Catholic, winter, spring, summer, or fall. The RCIA, we usually start in uh, September, and then those who become Catholic become Catholic at Easter. But we're doing RCIA here. We're, We're limited in how much we can provide, when we can provide that. But order is more like, it does not stop. Order is mystery. Mystery comes from the Greek. It doesn't mean that something is not knowable. It means it's endlessly knowable. Thomas Merton, one of his titles for God, endless discovery. How delicious does that sound? Instead of saying, I got figured out. I got God figured out. I've been saved by my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but we haven't done an ounce to grow or to show that, to show that forth our faith shown forth in works, which needs to happen. So friends, we're called to a continuous process of spiritual formation, infinite catechesis. Again, catechesis means teaching. How much have you grown since you left the sacraments or Catholic school? What level are you? How do you feel about that? Remember, expand or die together here in the church. Not in 7-Eleven, not in Nordstrom's, but the church. It can happen there a little bit, but this is the heart of it. Harking back to a homily about four weeks ago, faith leads to knowledge, which leads to love. The more knowledge I have, that's why I'm getting up early in the morning, just trying to go because I, I don't want to be a wimpy, weak pastor. I want to go after it, and I have so much to learn and to grow. So what? level are you? We have three baptisms today in Mass. Parents and families of the baptism, I want to make this real clear to us all, baptism is not the end, it's the beginning. It's not the end of your going to church, it's just the beginning. Love is just starting when our children are brought to be sons and daughters of God, sharing partakers in the divine life, temples of the Holy Spirit, with the infinite dignity that Jesus gives us. Love. In the kingdom of God starts with baptism. Question for us all, what makes the good news good? What makes the good news good? Because my experience is when you experience the good news you're gonna climb mountains and cross seas to get to it. Say you have a bad failing heart and you're close to death. Your days are very numbered. You have been waiting, desperate to get a new heart and live. You get a call from the hospital to get right in because there's a new heart for you. The good news does not become good until we realize we have a bad heart and we are going to die, that we're a sinner, we're separated from God in many ways, shapes, and forms. In our culture, we have forgotten about the reality of original sin, that we are a broken people in a broken world. We're broken off from God, and because we've forgotten that, God's merciful love to sinners is lost on us. I I was thinking about making this a line in a new rap. We don't know the bad of sin and the good of him. We don't know the bad of sin and the good of him. That's how you're going to know the good of him is to know the bad of sin. We have to know that. We have to pray for that, to know the bad of sin so that we can know the good of him. We have to know how lost and forlorn and how hellish our life is without him. And Satan's subtle. He's like, oh, you can just do a little thing, you can just do a little thing, and then he's got the whole kit and a caboodle. We have to be serious about that, that that's a reality. And more serious about the mercy and the grace of God for us in that. We're not that desperate heart patient. We are not that desperate person waiting for a transplant. We are people who are quote-unquote, fine, how are you doing, fine, fine, got this, got this, got this. We don't have a felt need for mercy, for forgiveness for God. How many times have I asked us all to pray? Pray to feel it in the core of your heart. And you know what? If you do that, and you feel that, and that gift of the Holy Spirit, I'd be a betting man that you'd be here more than just on Sunday morning. You'd be running after it, because this would be not only the most important thing, but the important thing. But when we realize we're dead in the water, not good, and not good enough, and that God is good and Jesus' sacrifice is enough then we just admit our faults and cry out to him in our need I have a quote for you that's going up on, on the board right now from St. Augustine I love him, he's got a billion good quotes, this is one of my favorite of St. Augustine God created us without us but he did not will to save us without us God created us without us, but he did not will to save us without us. That means you need to act. That means you need to respond. That means you need to come to the sacraments with an openness to receive his infinite mercy and infinite healing. He needs our permission because he will never go, never where he's not invited. What's that thing in you that you haven't invited him into? They invite him right smack dab in the middle there. And then you will know that you know that you know. He needs our cooperation. He needs to say when he asks us, I want you in Mass on Sunday, we go. We obey. We submit to him instead of our own selfish selves, into our own little perspectives. God wants so much more for us, a new heart. He working on the most precious piece of art, you and me making us a saint it's interesting those who are there's many here that are interested in becoming Catholic please see me after Mass we'll just want to get you dialed into what we're doing here we're gonna be doing here as a parish all the way to Easter kind of going through the RCI process not kind of we are going to be going through it and I was talking to a person I've been privileged to with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people helping them come into the Catholic Church as I've taught RCA for 26 years. And I always ask them, why? Why Because we all have different stories. Isn't that cool? We all have different stories. So there's a point. Let's get to know each other's stories. The 500 people here in Mass today, let's get to know that. Your life will change if, if you do that in the context of the church. It'll change just so, so much better. But... One person said to me one time, Father John, sometimes it only takes one thought or one question. And the question somebody asked me is, the present church you're going to right now, who started that church? Who started the present church you go to right now? And I can say and put my life on it, that the present church that I go to was started by Jesus Christ. And we read about that authority in the gospel today, him giving us—I preached on this two weeks ago. The authority, by whose authority? By whose authority do you do anything? The only authority that I have to be a minister in the Catholic Church is that I was ordained by a bishop in succession with St. Peter. I can't go start my own church because that'd be started by a mere mortal and I would be the Pope of that church. And once my personage and personality's gone, that church will be over in so many ways, shapes and forms. How many churches do you think Jesus Christ intended to establish? How many? One. How many Protestant denominations are there today? 36,000. I am not demeaning Protestants. What I'm saying here is my heart hurts. A fellow that I was spiritual director for who became a priest, he studied at Fullerton Seminary, kind of higher echelon biblical studies, he calls it the great divorce, and it hurts his heart, and it hurts my heart, and I pray, God, that it hurts all of our hearts, because we're not one. And that is not the intention of Jesus Christ, who gives the authority to Peter today in the gospel, because it's a received authority, but it's something that Jesus had chosen him for. That's how he set up the church, to make it very visible and based on human beings in the power of the Holy Spirit, which is just amazing. I talked to our parents and teachers and those who are leaders. I talked to our teachers a couple weeks ago in a faculty retreat, and I said, where are you leading your kids? Where are you leading them to? Gotta to lead them here, to the table of Jesus Christ in his body and in his blood. Anything less? This is a failed experiment. It's a failed project, because if we don't lead them there, then where? And we see how that's happening left and right, the destruction and the degradation of our kids and their souls, and they're just being embattled and taken away, the life literally taken away from them, the life of Christ. So we read. In the gospel today, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And when I prayed that, I was looking at you and I saw big smiles, because that's powerful. In the midst of them, he's in the midst. Jesus is there in his name. And how could we be more in his name than in the body and blood of Jesus Christ? This is my body given for you. This is my blood poured out for you. Friends, you don't go to heaven in a vacuum on your own. We go to heaven gathered together. Remember what religion means? We bind ourselves to each other. We lock arms. You don't go out on your own. You're here. You're here on Sundays. What are we doing for our kids if we're not giving them this? Where are they going? I hope you're as challenged as I am as I speak these words. What do we hear from the response of psalm? Bow down and worship. We bow before you. Jesus, you know, you're the God of the universe who always was and is and will be, and we bow down and worship before you. How many of us worship ourselves in prayer and not Jesus? Well, I'm going to worship, oh yeah, I'm doing these great things and a lot of full church. So, we worship Jesus, because that's our worth-ship. That's the only thing worth worshiping. Listen to this one. Every civilization, government, movement, educational system, philosophy will end. But there is not one human being who has an end. There is not one human being that has an end. So, how will that be? How will that be for you? We're not going to end. It's just a matter of how we're going to be for eternity. And that's why we're here. And God is not coming here in the Holy Spirit to penalize. He's coming here to convict so that we might convert, so that we can live in the joy of his mercy. That we will be convicted to say, how am I going to be? Because I'm going to be. It's not this short life, this beautiful life in Point Loma, 67 years, we have a much bigger picture as Catholics and Christian. A humble person will be honest and able to tell the truth about himself. A proud person will never tell the truth about themselves. I'm broken. You're broken. The world's broken. We're broken off from God. And we have pain of separation and the destruction and the disillusionment from that. So, I think it's time for a heart-to-heart with Jesus and with each other. No more, I'm fine. Let's get messy. Let's get messy and let him give us a new heart.